is Shayna. And Chris. And we are Bad Queers. If you came out of the closet and got put in a box of stereotypes you don't belong to, then welcome to the Bad Queers Club. <laughs> I feel like my voice went high on that Chris, but <laughs> this week, <laughs> Chris going through puberty this week. Chris. Uh, we got so- the Chris. We got the Chris. Uh, so this week in Queer Urban Dictionary, I have masculine of center. I think I've said MOC actually a couple times with diet stud and studsman, but never defined MOC or masculine of center. Uh, so masculine of center is center is a term developed by B. Cole of the Brown Boy Project. And it refers to a segment of LGBTQ plus women who identify more with the masculine side of the spectrum than they identify with the feminine side. Uh, used in a sentence, uh, masculine of center includes a wide range of identities such as butch, stud, aggressive, or AG, dom, uh, tomboy, transmasculine, and androgynous. So yeah, kind of also a, just another term um, that could be used. Um, I know transmasculine is a little bit close to that too. Um, but yeah, that's what MOC or masculine of center means. Look Shano, what do you have? M-O-C. M-O-C. That, yes. Well, this week uh, starts, well, not even starts because by the time this comes out, we'll be in the midst of bisexual <laughs> awareness this month. week. It is here. <laughs> it is bisexual awareness week within the bisexual month. So I wanted to uh, recognize and highlight Bi Visibility Day. Mm-hmm. This is also known as Bisexuality Day, and it's a day to recognize and celebrate bisexual history, the bisexual community, and culture as well as all the bisexual people in our lives, because we have them. One of us. Mm -hmm. Whether or not you know. So uh, my sentence is on September 23rd. Hug your favorite bi person for Bi Visibility Day. Except don't, because it's it's COVID. I just realized what I did. But send them a virtual hug. There's a lot of gifts in that. I realized what I did. Maybe one day. I totally did. I typed that. I was like, yeah, go hug the ooh. Can mm, still social distancing unless you're in a space that has actually done this well because you have leaders who can do that. So mm-hmm. that is just all of <laughs> these. Like, for the countries who did a great job on their group project uh, with COVID, they're allowed to right? hug their favorite bi person. But the United Everybody States else still gifts. hasn't honestly turned in their project. And it's, I mean, it's just tanking at no. this point. So send them some flowers, send them a card, mm-hmm. send them some. These are all like my little asterisks of like, yeah. Don't do this. But here we yeah. are in a commercial. So, yeah. So today is another special day in this month. We have had so many amazing people on this show. And mm-hmm. this week we have Jade Fox on the show. Ew. Jade Fox hosts an LGBTQ plus lifestyle and entertainment channel on YouTube where she makes comedic content surrounding pop culture, entertainment and gay culture. You know, it's pretty similar to Bad Queers because here you'll be left offended and possibly roasted and same as jade's page you will definitely be left roasted but worth it all right well thank you jade for joining us this week on bad queers we're super excited to have you thanks i um have been that was obnoxious i have been getting um (laughs) i see the tweets and i respond to the tweets and i was like why do i feel like there's another link between me and the bad queers pod but i never actually did any of the research or the googling (laughs) to figure it out but i'm glad that we got here yes i was like we've made it we've gone on here we've each been stalking each other can we so, tell the people about how about our history? Her I would story? love to. Ooh. I would love to because I have that cool. written down for us to tell it. So brilliant. Brilliant. Nice. So fun fact. 
Jade and I go way, way, way back, like over a decade way back to the good old days of schooling before you got your degrees outside in the heat, Mm. marching in the band because both of us were in that marching band crowd. We met Mm. through band and we were like always together. Real band geek shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like we went on trips. We sat next to each other. We were in the same room. Mm-hmm. I kissed so many people in band. So many. Wow. <laughs> nice. oh, man. Like, I don't oh, even think I know all of them. <laughs> Over under five folks. I just, it's a, with all, like all of those stereotypes, like band geeks are all like horny and, you know, mm-hmm. y'all just grope each other. That's true. It's so That's accurate. True. It's yep. very true. It's so accurate. Never, a whole new world. You know, mm-hmm. y'all, y'all put up a good facade, but beneath it. Emphasis on the whole. Okay. But yeah, <laughs> like it was, um, I mean, what do you expect when you have a bunch of high schoolers mm-hmm. that are literally mm-hmm. together out of a 24-hour day at least mm-hmm. seven, seven hours mm-hmm. most days? Mm-hmm. Especially and, in the summertime. And that took away our weekends, which we were together like potentially 18 out of 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true and that's really the biggest co-ed thing in school too mm-hmm. it's like band right yeah yeah yep. i never put that together we I did never, that hey, i never put it together <laughs> <laughs> see what i did there i um i i kind of always wanted to be in band but what did y'all play because i know shana is earth wind and fire but jade what did you play i played alto saxophone wow okay mm-hmm. That was okay. my shit. And she was okay. the boss of the whole section of them because it was just all of these boys that could not do shit. And she was the only one who could run them. <laughs> I was like, there was one day where I looked around and I was like, <sighs> <laughs> it's like, y'all suck. I was like, just one day? Because I feel like that was daily. Yeah. That was I daily. Mean, I, there were definitely, there was, when I, I was actually talking to my girlfriend about this yesterday because she played the flute and I f- didn't even know that. She just brought it up one day. This is like when you have a girlfriend who like is super introverted and like doesn't talk. I'm like, how, how, how have we been together a year and a half and I'm still learning these very basic things about you. Mm-hmm. But um, she was like, oh yeah, I learned the flute. I know how to play the flute. And then we we're just talking about instruments and how difficult or easy they are to learn. And then I realized, or I told, I was telling her that I felt like such hot shit, like being, you know, a leader in band until the band director told me that the alto saxophone was the second easiest instrument to learn oh, how to play shit. to Did my face. Did you like that? <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah. Did like, you want to walk off? Did you just want to just drop it and be like, well, you know, just is, walk, my God. Thing is, is the that I think he was like one of those directors that like loves to show off in front of his students mm-hmm. and so i feel like he said that to undermine my talent yeah. and to amplify his which okay. was unnecessary because i was 14 but jesus christ you, you know, know it, it is what it is my god it was the amount years. like we could spend multiple podcasts on the stories of behind the scenes of band I, mm-hmm. I want to know behind like from band, band camp to band whole... season like our schedule was literally we were together Tuesday through Saturday yeah mm. always wow. always wow. and forever plus during the day because each of us had you know our rehearsals and stuff for each of the bands that we were in mm-hmm. and then you had after school rehearsal and then if it was game night and then if it was competition weekend then if it was a two competition weekend and then if we sucked we had to come back in 
early on whatever day. So it was like, no, Sunday, oh Monday God, yeah. were our weekends. <laughs> yeah. I'm wow. like bringing back all these things that you probably suppressed. Wow. I remember I went through like a like a very rebellious period where I was like, band is my life, but no, it's not. And I remember like going to lunch and be like, I'm not going to sit with you fucking You would nerds. try so hard not to sit with us. <laughs> like, it was actually like, I'm not sitting with you. And she would go and sit like a table away. And then we'd start talking shit and she would have to come over to like defend Wait herself. a minute. <laughs> I would like when literally you, like go to table to table. When like, you decided table. not to sit with them, did you do that walk past where you're just like, looking for it not even looking at it, just sit down like oh she would acknowledge yeah that she oh, was not okay. gonna sit with us just, that was open okay. like you're not gonna sit with us but we'd still save a seat mm-hmm. or she would come over and make her own seat there yeah. were times where i sat there and i ate like one part of my tray and i was like well gotta go and then i would go to like another table eat something else and then go to another table and then oh, wow. finish the food on my tray wow None of this helped me get more friends. Like none of this actually <laughs> worked. None but worked. in my wow. mind, it made me feel better. It made me feel like I was, you know, making my rounds. Okay. It was well, great. So many stories. Yeah. So many throwback photos. I was like, I went back and deep dove Yikes. for this as well. The amount of quality photos of us pre being aware of our gayness and our queerness. Mm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Are absolute gold. I I talk about well, I'm not gonna say his name, but I talk about that boy that I dated and mm. band mm-hmm. often because he was like probably the nicest, most non like creepy or intrusive guy ever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how did I luck out that I didn't have this like really terrible history with guys in high school? This is nice. You, you also ran him. Mm-hmm. Well. I treat my employees well. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, what a blast from the past. I live every time we get together and talk. Do you even talk to many people still that were in band, specifically just in band? Not often. I'm going to be honest, but I think that's just because I don't I don't enjoy Facebook very much. I think if I did, I probably would talk to them more often, mm-hmm. but I hate it there. So yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Place. it is mm-hmm. there. It's enough. like the bad part of the mall yeah. over there that you don't go wow. to. There's yeah. always that one wing. That's mm-hmm. actually exactly what it is. Ugh, like you just, you have, you don't have to go down there, but you do. Cause you're like, it's like the one store. There's the always like the one store. store that's hidden in that. And you're just like, yep. okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you find yourself in the middle of a five below and you're like, well, (laughs) how did we we need to come here? (laughs) It's rock bottom again. (laughs) It got me again. The last time I went on Facebook, I'm not going to say any names, but this girl who I'm pretty sure is married to a black man and has biracial children Mm. um, talked about how she doesn't support Black Lives Matter. And I was like, yeah, this isn't the place for me. Like, I don't fit in here. Nope. And that's so that's what it was a reminder. Right. Yeah. That's Facebook. That is that that the is amount Facebook, of arguments. That's a, they should have that commercial for Facebook because that, that is, is a good Facebook. commercial for Facebook. Uh-huh. Because Very lately accurate. I've I've gotten into it where I've jumped into the comments of people's uh, posts who post like I just stopped. There was a week where I was like, you know what? I have time. <laughs> and <laughs> I did no. it. I did it. I pulled in backups. I had people we were like DMing each other on Messenger. I was just like, we are doing this. I was like, I don't know whose mind we're changing, but 
I did like for a solid like four or five hours, one work day. It was like Chris even knew because I was doing it like on the side. Like I just need to respond real fast and say mm-hmm. this. And I did it. I was like, this is what has become of me. Yeah. In 2020. Everyone has those days though, where those you got time days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. I guess it's better that you get it out of your system. And then the next time you feel it, because it's going to happen again. You know, you, you maybe you feel a little less um, petty. Not me, though. That never goes away. (laughs) (laughs) I have time most days, unfortunately. Facebook. You know, the thing we hate. It's not even a love to hate. It's just the thing that we hate. But here we are. Yeah. Did you guys have MySpace? Did y'all go back as far as MySpace between you two? Or y'all were already in kind of the Facebook land? social media no, we had we had the myspace and then oh, okay the facebook like together Were you two on each other's top five top ten i don't think we were friends like that around the time mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. where we were very strategically placing our top people yeah, yeah. i kind of miss ranking my friends and family <laughs> just, just to let them know there. you know it'd be, let them know where you <laughs> stand like, here's for where... them to get a notification of them dropping in the rankings like, yeah you just have a difficult conversation with the aunt and she drops like 20 spaces where it's like well i actually think that myspace was on to something because i feel like people interpret unfollows or follows as Mm -hmm. these big you know meanings for things Mm -hmm. however with the rating system it's like i want to show you that I'm mad at you or that you've you've messed up. So I'm going to drop you down. I'm not going to unfollow you completely, but I'm going to drop you down just to make you aware. But there's nothing you can do like that right now on social media. It's either you follow or you unfollow and then that's it. Yeah, that is the thing that actually needs to make a a comeback. Phone chart of who you will answer the phone for either. That's really Mm -hmm. what the top I was. It's like, Mm -hmm. I'll answer the phone for these people. Mm -hmm. Honestly, that's it. <laughs> See, that's where Tom could have continued for this mm-hmm. growth because it's just, yeah, the ranking was mm-hmm. just like your unspoken way of being like, you know where you are in my life. Yeah. I wonder if Tom ever changed his profile pic. I doubt it. it Does Tom still possible. have a MySpace? Hmm. That's the question. I know. If he, he might does, as well. didn't Justin Timberlake buy my, MySpace like years ago? Why do I feel oh like God, I, that's Justin. a thing? He probably did. I was like, that's, that's a, a fun fact. I'm like, please tell me more if you remember it. Like, I'm going to Google. <laughs> I have to Google. I have to just yeah. have to confirm. Look, and right now he did in my mind. Justin totally did that. He bought my space. And he's just sitting on it and waiting for yep. the relaunch yeah. to happen in like 2024. It should come back. Just give it a shot. You know, we might run to another, you know, platform again. So. It says yeah. June 2011 Specific Media Group and Justin Timberlake jointly purchased wow. the company for approximately $35 million. Wow. In 2011? <sighs> mm-hmm. How's that turning out for him now? Yeah, I mean, he went to the woods and then he came back and, yeah. and he performed knows? in the Super Bowl yeah. in full camo. Yep. Yeah. Mm. That's that's where Justin Timberlake's at right now. That's about when his movie, music did drop off, though, too, because that woods thing was like, you know, yeah, 20, yeah. Okay. Your energy. From that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All of that to say. You've been doing this for a minute and killing the game in terms of like content creation, YouTubing, comedic gold, like absolute gold, because I live for it, Thank especially you. when I get to he- sit and hear the stories at the times when you're like, oh, yeah, this one time I'm bad. And I'm like, I know this. 
and I know this person. <laughs> I know exactly who it is. I'm like, I'm glad that all these people in the comments appreciate it, but I'm over here like, I know. Mm-hmm. This is great codes. This is it. But the thing that I've appreciated in like all of the years and even just carrying through like all of my time knowing you is that you've always been so unapologetically real with your content and Thanks. how you do it, even with the stuff that like you have to sponsor and you're like, I need to make money. So here we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and you do it in a way that seems very like genuine. So can when people kind of look at, OK, you're going creating content, doing all of these things, can they just like equate that to growth? as you've continued to like flow between your content feels, getting sponsors, being unapologetic about yourself? Um, yeah, I would say growth, like from a professional or like a social media standpoint, because like obviously like the longer you do it, the longer you, or the better you kind of have an understanding of where you fit in the space and how you want to do things. But I think I was very, I think I've just always been very aware of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, since like a very young age. And so I was able to kind of come into social media, not really having a thing or a gimmick or like trying to fulfill some type of personality. Um, I was just like, I'm just going to do me. And it's just, it's just going to be like, it wasn't like a concerted effort. It just was something that was just natural to me. Um, So I think they both kind of work hand in hand. And I think that, I just think it's so funny when people are like, you're so real. Cause like, I appreciate it, but it's just like, it's, it should, this shouldn't be like this rare thing, right? you know, yeah. like it shouldn't yeah. be, it's like when people, it's like when people, um, actually, no, let's, let's just, let's bring this back to me. But, uh, um, <laughs> Yeah, it's just like it, like I don't think I, it's it says more about this the landscape itself and just how you know ingenuine or just kind of like fake people seem on social media. Mm-hmm. And I'm just glad that I figured it out then, so that I wasn't basically trying to like retroactively correct some things, you know, later on. So right, I don't have that answer the question, but have yeah. those tweets pop up that people are like, "You said this ten years ago." Right. We're canceling I mean, you. <laughs> I definitely like and I own up to all my shit. So if there's some tweets like I think I to this day, I am waiting for someone to bring this up because I haven't <laughs> forgotten about it. I tweeted one time. I can't believe I'm about to say this. I tweeted one time that Marsha Ambrosius. Y'all know who Marsha Ambrosius yes. is. One half of Flow Tree. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> was <laughs> was more talented than Beyonce. I said that in a tweet once. Okay. Okay. And though, even though I understood where my mind was at the time, Mm -hmm. um, I don't agree with that. (laughs) And so there are just things that I remember saying that I'm just waiting for someone to bring up because I have my argument ready. I have my, you know, my statements ready. My, my, releases my notes app releases mm-hmm. like i've got them ready to go so right. if someone tries to cancel me i'm ready i'm ready to learn but i'm also ready to be canceled if it's my time it's my time I gotta go <laughs> yeah. it's like when tyra doesn't pull your photo it's your time to go it's, yep even though we were all rooting for you Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Would you ever delete your your old tweets? Because I think that's something like I I feel the same way. Where it's like I've I I probably have said some dumb shit. Probably have. I've been on there for over ten years. Like I was early on Twitter or something. But if somebody found some old tweets or even Facebook old photos of me doing something 
crazy. It's just kind of like, well, you know, that's what you get, you know, or that's that's what it is. Like there's I could apologize for it. But like that that particular day, that's that's where I was. Mm -hmm. Whether that was like passed out in Adams Morgan or, you know, saying something crazy on Twitter like that day. That's where I was. Do you feel like you need to like to that point, just like go back and like I know some people clean things up. But have you ever had the urge to do that? Only with my videos, because there were some videos I literally. I made a video. I made a Dear Ugly People video. I was on one that week. <laughs> I was just feeling my shit that week. I must have got my eyebrows done or something because I was like, let's address the uglies because um, I made a whole video about it. Deleted that one. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely videos where I've just like, I think I was thinking I was being funny and entertaining, but really I was just being like a low-key bitch. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, yeah, let's take those down. Um, actually, I used to have this character called Die, D-I space Ying. And she was like mm -hmm. an Asian character. Mm-hmm. She also yeah. had to go. She yeah. also had to go. So, but yeah, mostly videos. Like I've taken those down, but for tweets or like Instagram things, like I'll own up to it, but I don't think that there's anything that's like wildly racist or like horrifically, you know, offensive. Mm -hmm. If anything, just like dumb. Yeah. Mainly that. Yeah. yeah. Can you take us behind the scenes of your creation process? Because you create so much content and it's either from the skits to advice to your weekly updates on like what the fuck is happening in the world and mm -hmm. things like that. And you've started to do that. Well, you've always you've always kind of like done that editing, planning, scripting it out, all of that yourself. But now you actually, I think, have time ish mm -hmm. to be able to fully do it without having to balance another job or anything like that. Like, what does your creation process look like? Um, it's pretty, it's pretty programmed. Um, I sit, I don't have a, a legit schedule where it's like, cause I would ideally like to have like a, this week I'm doing production this week. I'm doing strategy this week. I'm doing this, but for most, for the most part, my process is I will sit down and I'm like, all right, I think of all the brand thing, brand obligations I have for that week. Um, and then the content that needs to be fitting, that needs to fit into that. I think of, you know, what, cause sometimes I'll, I'll think of themes for the month. Like this month, I want to keep it really fresh. I want to keep it really fun. I want to keep it really light. Um, or I'll think of like, oh, this week I want to like get into some topics. And so I usually like have a vibe of a month as far as like how I want the content to feel. And then I'll just like brainstorm writing ideas down. Even mm -hmm. if they're bad, I write them all down. And then usually a few days later, I'll go through and I'll fine tune that list. And then from there, I will come up with a production schedule and the production structure. Um, and then everything else, I'm just kind of winging it, to be honest. Um, like every now and then. Look like it. Yeah, I'm just I'm winging it. I, you know, I have editors that'll help me out from time to time when I either just don't feel like it or uh, when I feel that they can just kind of bring an extra flavor to a video that I don't have the technical skills to facilitate myself. Um, so I'll like reach out to people for that. And I'm doing a whole lot of that as of late. And I think that's just the only reason why I've been able to stay sane is not doing it myself. So I will just email this person. I'm going to give you money so that you can do this so that I don't have to. And then the best thing is that they usually do it better anyway. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, you know, just learning to delegate and to say no to myself when it comes to things, because 
if there's anything that 2020 has taught me about time, it is that um, time is valuable. Yes, because you, I guess it's important. So you kind of measure it by how many things you can do within it. But another part of the reason why time is so important is to know or to exercise the strength to be patient when you do have it. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Um, And so that's kind of been something that I've been really thinking about as of late, which is like, what do I want to do? What can I do? And am I giving myself enough time to rest with that list of tasks that I need to do? So that's kind of my process. And I wish it was more streamlined. But as of right now, this is what's working for me. And um you know, until I mean, I would love to get to a point where I have like a full on team that knows what they need to do and that I don't have to like, you know, kind of treat things very one off. Mm-hmm. But, you know, goals, long term goals. No, that's awesome. Listen, it looks great. I know it's, you know, a one person team right now, but it it does look great. Like all those. So I, was, I know we wanted to ask the behind the scenes with that, but we are fully in a time of representation nation right now um and you've called out uh from producers and brand partnerships and more but what are the kind of actionable steps that people and brands need to to better kind of make uh sorry i want to cut this i was like just to just be better yeah (laughs) when it comes to content creation just how can they be better (laughs) yeah who everybody or just on the brand side of things yeah let's do the brand side of things Yeah, yeah brand side um listen to the people that represent the groups that you're trying to target my biggest pet peeve is when a a brand will reach out and they think that it's so great that i'm black (laughs) 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 they think it's so great you know that i'm queer and i'm in this space and we really want to amplify your voice if i hear that one more damn mm. time um but then when i give them these content ideas or just ideas in general they're like well that doesn't really work for us and i'm like i thought this wasn't about <laughs> you though you know and it's just like i think brands need to start stop you know only looking at the optics of things and really start and really figure out a way to um how to use these voices that y'all want to amplify so much and have that reflect somewhere in the company culture, because there's always going to be a disconnect between content creators and the brands, as long as there is no sense of like clear communication and really like a similar uh, mission, you know, because if your mission is to hire, like if your mission is to be more inclusive in your campaigns it doesn't make sense for you to hire me and not listen to me when I'm giving you advice on how to do that, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so, yeah, I think brands also just need to be real and just like own up to it when they got it wrong or just be real when, and own up to it when they do just genuinely need help. Because I think a lot of brands, especially when like <clears throat> the resurgence of the Black Lives Matter movement happened, like what, a few months back, I think a lot of them were trying to like, cover their asses and we're like no we are inclusive and no we do like y'all like don't no we're good instead of being very transparent and saying we can do better and these are the areas that we can improve because at the end of the day it's like 
I'd rather you tell me about where you, and the same thing goes with allies too. It's just like, I'd rather you tell me about where you're at and where you want to improve rather than trying to like sell me this idea of who you are or what your company is that isn't true because either Mm -hmm. way, people are going to figure it out. They're going to see it, you know? So that's what, that's what also hire me would also (laughs) be another thing. (laughs) And y'all too, for real. Yeah. Listen, somebody made a killing with all those crafted BLM messages that went around and it seemed like they just probably updated maybe a couple paragraphs to go with the specific brand. But it was like, okay, yep, you all got the same, uh, same Mm -hmm. person to craft Mm -hmm. this together. And and you just knew that there was going to be backlash because, you know, for some of these bigger brands, I know it was like complex, for instance, like put out a statement and then their um, employees of color were like, uh, no, mm-hmm. you're not about any of these things like at, from the top down. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was like an interesting time to just see people like feel like they had to make, you know, just put those out there yeah. right? and then also get called out for it. Like, no, you're not, you're not. I that. Mean, like, I feel like the safest one was like Ben and Jerry's where it's like, nope, they, oh, nope, yeah. they know they've been doing this. <laughs> they've been down. They've like, been we'll, down. We'll continue to purchase. Yes. Yeah, it was also my favorite time to be like, man, people are actually trolling people on LinkedIn, which is a whole yeah. new, whole new era mm-hmm. where I feel like LinkedIn like panicked and they were just like, we're not a we're not a trolling site. But it's like, no, everybody's calling out every company and trolling them in the comments. And I was like, this mm-hmm. is the day I have waited for like, when LinkedIn <laughs> took so. the leap, took that leap. <laughs> Rightfully so. Look, you usually get called out on like Instagram and all that. But to get to LinkedIn, LinkedIn, that is a whole new level working there. Yeah. Of professional. <laughs> like that you have reached. That. Yeah. Did you guys like look back at old companies that you used to work at to see how they responded to them? Oh, yeah. Some of them. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them. Some of them. Yeah. It was like, eh. but yeah, I did look at back. I've mainly texted my old coworkers to be like, so what are they? It's like, mm-hmm. no, they're not doing anything. <laughs> yeah. Like, Have I just you... need to know how did Janet respond to that? Yes. And that's Do you it. think that if you were still there that you would be the person to at least lead it or to like mention to the higher up like yo you gotta like not just say something but maybe do something too mm-hmm. I, I, my previous I think job de- i would have been i think it would depend because i think it's for me i would some of them i know that they're not going to care like at mm-hmm. all and all that like they're just not like they're they're literally on that side and like in the same way that you know um listen well let's put it honestly the Trump folks are going to just be who they are and they're just going to be outwardly just like stand in there like, nah, this is how I am. So mm-hmm. um, I think even for a lot of my other friends that work in like places that are in the South, uh, for instance, like that's how it was. They didn't mention anything. They didn't they didn't get Juneteenth off. They didn't. You know what I mean? Like the brand, they're not going to say shit and everything mm-hmm. and like, yeah. yeah, you could say something. But like from like the executive board to the managers, like those folks aren't going to do anything. And it's kind of mm. one of those things like now would I have quit my job? I may be more about quitting my job and leaving a place that is toxic than to be like, you know, I'm going to change this place and all that. Like, nah, yeah, this is toxic. sometimes it's just for the check and that's fine. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We don't need yep. to be a fan. Like I hate when you, I worked for a small company and it was a, it was a good company. Um, but they just did this like, we're a family here. She's like, no, we're not. No, we're, I, hate I just that. met you two months ago. Like, no, we're not. <laughs> like, you know why I'm here. <laughs> right. Like, you don't know my birthday. Like, yeah. why are you like, let's stop this. And yeah. yeah. yeah don't funny. miss it. We're a family. Nah, nah, nah. 
Yeah. I feel like they just do that to ask. Like, I remember there was um, a younger guy who worked there. And I remember he was telling me one day that, like, the two bosses asked him to move, like, help them move. And, like, 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 like physical from, labor? Yeah. From yes. Their home? Like, from their home. And, I, and they, like, borrowed his pickup truck. I'm like, what? I was like, you don't, this is, you don't, you say no. Like, you can say, I hate when bosses, this is why I don't, I do not miss having a boss. Is that, like, passive aggressive, petty notion when like you just say no to anything Mm -hmm. to anything Mm -hmm. no and it's just like well you're not allowed to say that to me it's like yes i am bye i'll just quit i don't miss it yeah that's a brilliant time frame when it comes to even just like let's see no i'm not gonna go that way we're gonna skip that part we're gonna go this way so even when it comes to like the content that you talk about mm. in terms of, you know, you discuss, like, again, we said stereotypes, current events, things like that. Are there current topics that people are just like, yes, please, thank you for talking about this? And other ones that people are just like, why the fuck would you even say that? And are there ones that companies kind of like lean toward when they're looking at you? Or is it just like a general thing? That was kind of three questions in one. <laughs> Well, from the brand side, I get the most pushback with my jokes. I get so much pushback on my jokes. Um, I had a joke in a video about white people. And it was, um, what did I say? I don't remember what the joke was. It was like a, like a, you know, it was like a whatever joke, though. It wasn't like anything crazy. And, you know, they just give me pushback for it. If I like have a joke that is that is um centered around blackness that really only if you experience blackness like you would really get it Mm -hmm. they don't get it and therefore it's it's not representative of of their brand if that makes left out they They feel feel left left out out. yeah Yeah. they feel very left out and it's just like that's not my fault like and the thing is like y'all y'all hired you hired me like you emailed me (laughs) Mm -hmm. like that's what i don't like exactly so so yeah, from brands, this usually any most of the pushback that I get is like from them just either not understanding jokes or thinking thinking that my jokes are coming from a different place. From subscribers, really, the bisexuals love it when I say anything remotely positive about them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, like, I'm here for it. Cool. Like, I fuck with bisexuals. Love y'all. Um, if anything, I think it just says more about how you know, lesbians tend to shit on bisexuals mm-hmm. on a consistent yes. basis, um, yes. which is completely unwarranted. But and so I think that they've like found someone in that who is a lesbian who doesn't hate them. And they just kind of like, yes, finally. Um And then as far as like anything that I don't like any pushback that I get from subscribers about content, really the white ones that get upset when I say anything about white people ever. And at that point, it's just like I you can you can unsubscribe like I I don't care. Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep doing it. Um, It's just like I, I read these stories about how people are getting lynched. In 2020, you know, I'm reading stories about people dying, trans women uh, being killed. And it's just like, but you're mad about this joke that I made where I equated you to ranch dressing. Are you really, you're that upset about it? Like in the grand scheme of things, like really? Um, 
And so that's when like, it just dawns on me that like, I don't make content for a specific person, but I make content, you know, with people in mind that have a similar experience. And for the ones that don't, that come to my channel because they want to be seen in this specific space, um, those are the ones that I tend to have like that, that pushback with, mm-hmm. um, to, to, to actually, perfect example, Shana, you saw this cause you're on my close friends, yep. um, on Instagram, but there is this person who reached out regarding the fires in Oregon. And they were talking about how all I talk about, uh, cause they DM'd me and then they also sent me a comment which they deleted, but they were just like, all you talk about is black lives matter. And like, you act like you're this big activist, but you haven't said shit about the trees and the fires. Oh, and the you... trees. and they were just like giving me all of this energy because I hadn't said anything about the fires when like, I literally am talking about black people, oppression, like humans, Humans. human people, Mm -hmm. you know, and more specifically human people being targeted by other human people. Um, and they were just like, you know, you're, you're a, you're a fake activist. You're a fake this. And you don't act, you act like you care, but you don't because I hadn't said anything about the fires yet. And it's just like, it's the entitlement for me. Like Mm -hmm. it's the entitlement that I will not deal with. Like I'm not, I'm past the days of like being nice to every single follower that I have that doesn't treat me like a person. Would you like to make a statement on the trees (laughs) (laughs) while we have you? I mean, you know, beautiful, beautiful trees. trees. (laughs) I love Pocahontas, uh, the feature role of the willow. Mm Mm-hmm. Here for yeah. that. Um, I'm more concerned with the people dying, though, mm. you know, okay. and the fires. Okay, but, you know, I understand. You know, I do care about the environment. I'm trying to use those, like, flimsy-ass paper straws. And my girlfriend, she she got on me the other day because she was like, you use microbeads in your face wash. And so I stopped using the microbeads in my face What's wash. What's wrong with microbeads? Oh, They're no. made of plastic, and they get oh. caught They get caught in little animals. Well, whose idea was that? Um, the white man apparently I use those I know however though you can find microbees that aren't made of plastic Perfect. and they will say it on the back they'll say microbees are not made of plastic on the back so no, you know it's crazy now we know I, yeah I'm just Carmen San Diego out this bitch just trying to be everywhere <laughs> and do everything mm-hmm. but like I let people know when you're doing a lot for me, sis. Mm-hmm. And I have to cuss you out. Like I remind yeah. people often, it's like, I will cuss you out and I don't care. I'm glad that you do that too, because people really do have the audacity with like people that they admire on like online, really. Um, and just in general, just think that, oh, because I support you, I could talk to you any type of way. And it's just like, no, yeah, you got to let them know. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. know. With that feelings of ownership, because I view you in mm-hmm. this light. So when you step outside yeah. of the light that I've given you, Yep. Mm-hmm. you've gone too far because we it's, did that when we when we initially launched they had you know people started to hear about us they started to tell their friends and then we started to get like our first negative comments or anything that was borderline controversial were all from white women like cis mm-hmm. white women that were just like yeah like i hear you and you know totally respect your platform but and i'm like no once you say but like it's all canceled why are we here yeah and it's over it's always something stupid too it's yeah. it's it, like 
like someone like if there's constructive criticism, I'm sure you would be open to hearing about what it is. Absolutely. But it's rarely ever that. Mm-hmm. It's always something that comes from a place of like fragility or like some place of like protection of 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 whiteness in some type of way. When yeah. really I don't gotta do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and honestly, you know who said it? It was uh Jamel Hill had said it in an interview like a month or so back but just how much we protect them and all that like we protect them from so many things just trying to like hold our tongues and just trying Mm -hmm. to you know just make everything really comfortable and all that and i think the moment that we kind of all now collectively just decided like fuck that like no no we're not doing it (laughs) like Mm -hmm. that's where they're like whoa like they don't they don't have that cover that they didn't even know that they had like you know Mm -hmm. again do a lot of things to try and like yeah make everybody comfortable all that stuff yeah what are uh some of your comedy influences omg um none no (laughs) 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 uh monique for sure Mm -hmm. uh if you guys have never if you've never watched her stand-up that she did at the women's prison Mm, highly suggest Oh my God, 10 stars across the board. Highly recommend, please. Um, so her, Wanda Sykes, for sure. And those are the top two. I'm not going to, I don't like to just throw names out and just say stuff just to fill a space. But those are the two that come to mind immediately. So those, those people. Cool. Those are great choices. Great choices. Um, I'm continuing on this content trend before we transition into our uh rapid fire with you um one thing especially like rapid fire yeah we got read the room (laughs) (laughs) we all are in the same coast of it that's why it's on brand it's on brand for us right now true that's where it is (laughs) um so a lot of the things that we discuss on bad queers is basically you know the notion of like there is no good queer it's just like Mm -hmm. you being you and all of that and i think you recognize that and are able to share that a lot and i think when you're talking about stuff you do a really great job at separating the identity from the stereotype Hmm. when it comes to things like you're just like no if you're toxic you're toxic it's not you're not toxic because you're a masculine of center by any means you know and but i need to know that when you do put the stereotypes together is it mainly all just la queers or has it been through experience (laughs) of other stuff because you know, you know we're, all in, we're all on the west coast and we know <laughs> um no if anything it's mostly from the dmv mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. to be honest because one thing that la does have over the dmv is i feel like they are or the la queer scene anyway i feel like it is a bit more what's the word just kind of like welcoming of yeah difference or uniqueness whereas the dmv it's a bit more are you this are you this or are you this mm-hmm. if you're not this this or this just throw you away i guess yeah <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> just don't know what to do with you it's like yes. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think we have a clip for that like, yeah like a little um and so yeah no i think the dmv is a bit more more specifically just uh more of the masculine presenting people that I've met met in the DMV. Like I've literally had one look me straight up and down and been like, 
haven't even said hello yet. <laughs> Is this the icebreaker? This right. sucks. <laughs> um, and just like why? But I do feel that that's also because of the proximity to, you know, um, the the kind of like highbrow government area mm. you know where mm. it is very much like all about who you know and what kind of which kind of suit or are you are you wearing what shoes or do you have on um that type of thing i feel like it's just honestly i just feel like it's a bit more judgmental mm-hmm. if anything the la is equally judgmental but they will at least lie to you to your face <laughs> about it yeah you know yeah. We um, but yeah no mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, no, I've met um, many a stud in the DMV area and most of them sucked. Not yeah. saying that they all suck. Yes. Saying the, mo- the ones that I have met, mm-hmm. most of them have sucked. <laughs> yeah. No, I've, I, <clears throat> I follow that agreement in hardcore from any time I go home. Mm. Yeah. And I hope the youngins are making it a little bit better now. I, I hope so. It I hope the children the are actively the future. I think not. so. I think yeah. the yarn dreads community within yeah. the <laughs> within the gays and the DMV. I think that they are the ones oh. really pushing it through. Oh mm-hmm. my god, not the yarn dreads. <laughs> so specific to that area too. It's just Jesus. I was like, do I need yarn dreads? Is it? <laughs> Should I try? Like, will it help me make a change? You yeah, have the haircut for it. You have Listen. the haircut because you got the shaved and then the. Listen. Close. I, I'm at the, probably by the end of this year. I've been teasing just cutting my hair smooth off, but I think that would just I don't know. I have a bigger head, so I don't I don't know about that. So gotta be gotta be realistic. Um I did before you before we move away from content, I did want to tell you that the Jade Fox advice show needs to be a thing. Like it just needs to be a thing. I miss talk shows. <laughs> I just it's you're reporting and giving the gems that everybody needs to hear. So I just want to make sure and confirm with you live for personal reasons that you're going to mm-hmm. continue this and all yes. that. And okay, just want yes. to make sure for me. Okay. And everybody watch uh, that on YouTube. September 25th. My okay. calendar is right here. Is when that. the next one is going to go up. Thank God. Okay. We need it. I got I you. I talk shows. We I got it. you. Love it. It's like one of Chris's favorite things. And that's kind of where we model after our like, am I a bad queer segments is just like our advice segments that come through. But Mm -hmm. yours are so legit that it's like, you know, if Ellen did have to go, I'd put I'd put. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. The white women would riot. Yes. And that is what I'm here for. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They would. Season two, they'd be all right. They'd be all right. Season two, they'd be fine. I feel like, like we would just, honestly, we'd weed them out a little bit. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the other ones come around, but, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, season two, you'd be fine. All that. All right. Here for us. Yes. Okay. Chris, do you want to get your fashion question in and then we'll go to our... Um, yeah. I, um, I want, this is also more of a content, but there is a question to this. Uh, first, I'll start off with a question. What do you do for your hair care routine? And are you interested oh. in being an MOC beauty and health vlogger? Because again, selfishly, I need that. You know, me an M what? Oh, masculine of center beauty oh. and health vlogger. We don't have that here. You know, it's like you know, like we I, work for a dating app. We got all the acronyms for you. I know, I know. MOC, <laughs> yeah. MOC, masculine, masculine center. center. Yeah, That's right. 
Yeah, your hair's great. What's the routine? Share. Um, Share your gifts. Well, you're about to be disappointed. So. <laughs> I'm hoping it's a, it's very short routine because that's what I want. Yeah, real ball head shit. So basically, I use. I don't know why I did that sigh. Like, oh, let me get ready to say a lot of things. Um, no, I use like a peppermint oil, which in the move in my move to Portland completely. Um, fell out of the bag and there's none left and it was like twenty dollars a bottle and it's not a big bottle but i use this peppermint oil and a little bit of water and Mm -hmm. i just kind of like go through like this i brush my sides i pick out the sides Mm -hmm. and then for that's pretty much it okay well just need that as a video. Uh, and <laughs> I want it to be as short as that was. That's going to be your kind of a series of that's like it. three minutes. That, that, exactly. But that's how to do we this need. on the move. Because, yeah. you know, we, we see that obviously there's that is just a saturated thing with the beauty and health like vlogger thing. But mm-hmm. specifically <laughs> for folks who hate doing their hair, but have to do it. And also yeah. just it, masculine of center folks or diet mm-hmm. studs. Like we just need someone to look at, you know, look to to. You know, set us straight. Tell us what to buy specifically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Do you think any of that will be a part of the new fashion channel that you're launching? You know what? It's so based. I'm going to say yes, because it's it's more there's more to my grooming than Mm -hmm. my hair. Um, It's like skincare is involved. Mm -hmm. You know, I my girlfriend does my eyebrows and, you know, I do little exfoliants for my lips and stuff like that. And so it's like it's more of a grooming thing. Um, So there's probably not going to be a lot of hair content just because that can be a tweet, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, And and you know what? I think that people also when it comes to just black hair for sea queens and kings Mm -hmm. out there and everyone in betweens, um, I think. It's just you got to figure out what's what's going to work for you. Like and it's going to suck and it's a long process. You're going to waste a lot of money and it's going to be kind of trash for a little while until you figure it out. And that's just part of the game. You know, Um, I did twist outs. I did all of the different little things you can do to manipulate your hair. I've been lied to by light skinned women on boxes (laughs) for years. Um, telling me that I can have loose curl. P- Why right. are you lying? Never, no, right. I can't. No, never, I can't. I can see those videos and I'm just like, yeah. I, this is too thick. It's too I just, yeah. One thing no I way. just I hate is when like there are natural hair products like specifically mm-hmm. made for natural hair and then they tell you that you're going to have a result that is a manipulated result. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't That's get that. Too. You know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> colorism. But um. <laughs> Yeah, man. Actually, last time I, not last time, but when I had a barber, one of my older barbers, he asked me if he, if I, if he wanted to do the sponge thing, you know, the sponge with the little, Yep. Mm -hmm. he asked me if I wanted that. And I was like, nah, I was like, I'm good. I just, just the fade and that's it. And he was like, oh, you just leave the top like regular like this. I was like, yeah. He was like, but it's nappy. I was like, "Mm." Mm, that's where you fucked up and forgot I was a black woman and mm-hmm. I can't see you anymore. Yep. I just, I can't see you anymore. Is this a black guy that said that? Ba- black barber? barbers and barbershops, black male yeah. barbers mm-hmm. and barbershops. Probably the worst. I- mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the whole section. Yeah. I pretty mean, bad. It's mm, pretty bad. bad. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, there wow. will be content though. Yeah, yes. Be- and I'm down to do the 
masculine of center mm-hmm. content. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Just do it for us. It's going to be like, it's just going to be like a dedicated to Chris. Right. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> for me. And then I'm going to hit your comments. Like, it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> but you could have all the disclaimers that it's like everybody has to check because that's the thing too with natural hair. Like you really legit have to figure it out yourself. But I just, mm-hmm. I just want the cheat code. I know we as black women are magicians with hair mm-hmm. and wizards. And I know someone has the cheat code. So, you know, getting to the bottom of it. It's kind of gotcha. like my national treasure, Nicolas Cage kind of uh, adventure into finding that there's a cheat code to it. Mm-hmm. That's hopefully under five steps. Yeah, there is actually, I can give you one cheat code. Mm-hmm. There is a product. I don't use it as much because my hair is really coily and I like the mm-hmm. texture of it. And so when I use this product, it kind of gets rid of that texture. Mm-hmm. But if you want to enhance your curls, there's this product called blueberry. I think it's like blueberry bliss. Ooh. It's literally blue and it smells like blueberries and it's got a yellow label on it and it, it will do wonders for your curls. If you just do like a leave-in real quick, mm-hmm. like a like a leave-in that you can leave in yeah. and then that you're good. You will okay. look like blueberry Corbin bliss. blue. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Get that great. Corbin life. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Corbin. <laughs> I was like, cause you know, when you walk down the aisles at any sort of store and you find like the black aisle, and it's whatever has like the most ridiculous label is the shit that works the best. Yeah. Let me see. Let me make yeah. sure I'm actually blueberry. Bliss. Corbin hair for two days. I would live if you showed up on a Zoom meeting. Just with luxurious Just curls. Looking like Tracy Ellis Ross. Right. Just <laughs> all the camera. Yep. Curls, okay. blueberry bliss. Okay. Is that Target? Oh, okay. Nice. Even, Even better. better. Even better. Oh, I've seen that. I feel like it's I'm probably right now. Is it? That's fine. I feel like I'm, it's now, I have to go to that tier. Like I'm there. Yeah. With like, you know, mm-hmm. it's all right. It's too okay, though. <laughs> it's okay. All right. Well, Chris, is there anything else you wanted to sneak in? Or are we ready for uh, rapid fire? One more thing. Oh, did we talk about boundaries? Uh, Let's talk about boundaries. Here. Let's talk about boundaries. The sound talk effect. about boundaries. Uh, were the boundaries what are your boundaries when it comes to social media um you've vlogged about your life and your mm-hmm. relationships do you ever think like it's too much how do you judge if it's too much yeah um i don't do too much because i don't naturally like that's not my first thought mm-hmm. ever um and when it comes to the boundaries, like, like I said, like, I will tell someone like, no, or I will tell someone you're doing too much. I'm, you're asking for a lot. I'm not doing that. I do not deal with the entitlement well at all. And so I will put up a boundary there. But as far as like, you know, the things that I share and, and I basically just try, if there is something intimate that I am sharing, mm-hmm. there has to be a reason for it. Because okay. I don't want to be sharing it just just to do it. Because I mm-hmm. think that social media does um, almost like, especially Twitter, mm-hmm. it like does act almost like a diary sometimes, it you is. know? And so you just like go in there and you're just like having a Moesha moment, like as you're just tweeting away. Um, and so, you know, whenever I am, like I put up a vlog, like a fairly like emo vlog, like a week or so ago. And 
you know, like I did have like a, like a moment, like a very personal, like intimate moment, but as long as it's there for education or to like motivate somebody to also be, you know, vulnerable or also kind of explore, you know, their own vulnerability when it, when it pertains to like certain things, then I don't have a problem with it. I think the only time I have a problem with it is when it becomes for entertainment. Cause then that's like weird. That mm-hmm. becomes more like keeping up with the Kardashians. Yeah. Um, which I don't want to do. And so, yeah, there just has to be a reason for it basically. And then also like, I'm not going to like just be out here showing like areola and stuff. Yeah. So not, you know, without a paper. Not yet. Yeah. It hasn't come <laughs> yeah. to that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Work up to that. Mm hmm. Here for the OnlyFans community. I know. I was like, I was like, OnlyFans looking for you in the future. Mm-hmm. Sponsor me. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and transition. Uh, we created this line of questioning, but really it's not even questions. We're just going to kind of tell you what has, or just read off the names or things that have happened within like the last week okay. or so in terms of pop culture, life, whatever else. And you just give us your first thoughts around it. Okay. So even if you haven't, like, have barely seen anything, like, just full whatever thoughts around it. Okay. All right. You ready for the first one? Yes. Okay. Niecy Nash. Um, here for it. Hips galore. Uh, when I saw that there was a young stud about to murder them curves, I was proud <laughs> and inspired. <laughs> like, came out of nowhere. Right. I just All thought right. that I, my my first thoughts when it came to it was around the strategy plan for when they mm-hmm. decided to just like post those photos and then have a lineup of here's the whole wedding. Here's Ava DuVernay posting about the wedding. Here's mm-hmm. our partnership with people that yeah. we did. And I'm just like, y'all kept this Beyonce level secret. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm here just, for it. Honestly, I, I honest, all of us like my first thoughts were, you know, this just opens it up for the fine aunties out there that and just any aunties out there that you know want to open their hearts to you know some stud love or just some you know love. love you know and just honestly give it a shot let's see mm-hmm. you know so i hope it just makes it easier for them to do so so just mm-hmm. happy for nisi to be the rosa parks of that big one for the auntie community mm-hmm. yeah and and us honestly Truly. Uh, yeah. Um, J.K. Rowling. And this new book that she is making about a cis man who dresses in women's clothing to murder cis women. For what? Why? <laughs> what? what? How do we go from Harry Potter to this? To this. Um, no in between. No in between. Yeah. I don't know. Her name sounds like a law firm. Yeah, And I don't know why, I don't know why this exists. I mean, I'm not a big Harry Potter fan, to be honest, but I think that from dragons to Mm cross-dressing to murder, yeah, that was a bit of a stretch. And maybe she's running out of ideas. Maybe she's trolling. You know, that's what I feel like. She's just making a check off a troll. And a lot of money, though, already. She's a very wealthy woman. I I don't understand it. Like, it's been a Tory Lanez-esque drop during quarantine i feel like how quickly mm. and she was dropping before but i feel like she doubled down during quarantine to let people know like hey like i'm a piece of shit so yeah like 
I want, but no, seriously, like I'm just, I'm a piece of shit and all that. Mm -hmm. So, and then also competing with the Karens because I feel like she's trying to differentiate herself between what kind of Karen she is, you know? So I'm different. I'm not like other girls. I'm not like (laughs) Karens. Yeah. So (laughs) I'm not a Karen. I'm a Nancy. I'm a Catherine. (laughs) Catherine with a K nonetheless. Just still. Two Ks. Two Ks. Two Ks. UK's yeah Catherine you <laughs> <laughs> feel like these with the British accent on it that's how that's how they pronounce it that's right. it are you stupid are you mad <laughs> you like my name is Catherine this is how uh, let's write my books anyways um Andrew Gillum the first black nominee for Florida governor just came out as bisexual you know good for Florida <laughs> yeah <laughs> Best news for Florida. Good news for Florida. I'm yeah. here for it. Um, I also I don't know how bisexuals feel about it, um, considering it's still Florida. However, it also makes sense because Miami shorts p- pastels. Yeah. So I yeah. think it's great. I hope that he's he's a good buy though. I hope that he's not like a. Uh, I hope that he's not like the Ben Carson of. <laughs> bisexuals because i feel like on paper ben carson for black people is like yeah smart mm-hmm. surgeon all that but then when you read about him you're like mm, let's trade you know <laughs> so i hope that it's not that type of situation i don't right. know much about him um but i just hope that he ends up doing well and 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 making the bisexual community and florida proud <laughs> for florida i feel like the bar is pretty low at this point yeah. so yeah, I feel like um, good for him. You know, I just I read it and I was like, all right, stand in your truth. You know, mm-hmm. I know. Thanks. He's just got to clean up some other things in his life. But there's some things that don't ruin up. that for the yeah. bisexual community. That's mainly my thing. It's like there's a mess that he has to work through himself personally. Please don't ruin it for the bi community. Yeah. yeah. That's all I need to let, let him know. First thoughts on SZA, the effortlessly oh. sexy queer icon, actually. <sighs> like, what are we going to get on this <laughs> <laughs> and that groaning is really honestly the feels but what are we getting on this next album and just how deep are we going to be in our feelings and in our soul how like we're going to be full fetal position like clenching our ankles yeah. just rocking back and forth crying on our fourth bottle of like Merlot I don't know if that's like the ghettoest of the red wines but like whatever red wine of your choice um, you know thinking about that guy from fourth grade so I'm I'm absolutely here for it. I am here for like sexy, sad girls yeah. um, just through and through. Like my girlfriend was going through like a little depression a while ago. And I was like, listen, I know you feel terrible, mm-hmm. but this is doing something. <laughs> <laughs> this works. The sexy, um, sad. The sexy, sad. Yeah, no, I'm I need it because mm-hmm. like the thing. There are certain artists that when they come out, when they reemerge, mm-hmm. um, it's an it's an instant um, mood booster. Mm-hmm. Beyonce being like one of the first people that comes to mind. Right. Mm. Naturally. But the thing that SZA has that Beyonce won't give you is. Well, rather, Beyonce will give you something that has depth that you can something that you can think about and come up with theories and you can rethink pieces. Right. And you can do all of that. Whereas SZA will give you something that you just feel. 
You just yeah. react the way you react. You just feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm ready to feel whatever she wants me to feel. And then I love it when she's her like SZA accent when she sings, because like, is SZA an amazing vocalist? I wouldn't say that, but she's has this, um, I was about to imitate her, but I'm not going to. I was ready for it. <laughs> like I saw the hand motion. It was like, please do it. I'm not going to do that. But like when she starts to do her SZA thing vocally mm-hmm. um, and she kind of like gets on a little tangent like you, yeah. when SZA sings or when she's like on a song, you can tell that it's just like a stream of consciousness. Like the yeah. way that she writes, it's just like, this is just what I feel. These are just my thoughts. Like, I feel like there isn't a lot of thought as to like, uh, how the lyrics are going to lay on the record. It's more of just like, I'm just going to spill on this record. Um, and I'm ready for that. I need that in my life today. Also, she's sexy and I want to see her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did oh. have an old hairdresser though that told me that she was bald headed in the front. Okay. And, and ever know, since... <laughs> Blueberry Bliss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, she needed it. Yeah, (laughs) whatever's going on, that's 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 fine. It's fine. The wig game is strong nowadays, so we don't even need to Mm -hmm. need to worry about it. It's just a thing that we have to love and accept. You know, we're on we're on the edge of on the edge of life, so (laughs) 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 it's okay, Sissa. But yeah, no, I'm completely here for Sissa's return, and I really do. I really, she's like one of those artists that I never worry about. As far as like, oh, I wonder if their projects are going to be just as good as the last thing they put Mm -hmm. out. It's like Mm -hmm. I'm not even worried about comparing it to the last one. I'm more so. I'm just interested in her. And yeah. what she does. And so I will take anything. Yeah. Nothing else to add to that. Um, the Gladys and Patty versus. Wow. Uh, the white stockings energy emanating from that <laughs> versus battle. I actually didn't watch it. Um, I think I was working during this. And then also I felt like I would fall asleep. Something just gave me <laughs> like... 45 minutes into church vibes. Mm-hmm. And so I knew that it probably was going to be for me, mm-hmm. but you know what? I, I stand all of the aunties and uncles who were asking their nieces and nephews, uh, how to work Instagram, how to work Instagram <laughs> stories. Um, the headaches that came of it, the millennials that were stressed because of it. Uh, just know that all your hard work was not done in vain. And it was much appreciated. And honestly, I feel like older people also need things on social media. They Pretty do. much everything on social media is catered to the like 13 to 35 demographic. Mm-hmm. But they have more than just LinkedIn to look forward to, you know. And so I'm, I'm here. I'm here for it. I'm glad that they had a piece of entertainment that was for them. Yeah. Yeah, that's very you, true. You too. were correct. The first 45 minutes was them just sitting talking church, and then they finally played the music. <laughs> it was them <laughs> catching up, asking about oh. Bubba, asking about who. And I was just like, this is, mm-hmm. this is the time. This is when it's your parents right. go off, and you're like, all right, I got like an hour and a half to play at yep. least before mm-hmm. we leave. So it's fine. It's fine. That's like Thanksgiving, and it's just nothing but that mm-hmm. for like hours. And then the last hour of Thanksgiving is when you actually eat. Yep. You yeah. just have to go through all of those conversations and then you can have some ham. <laughs> that was what they did. That was absolutely what they did. <laughs> all right. 
last one, the election in general. We are very much so on a crash course, <laughs> crash course to November 3rd. So your thoughts, <sighs> the election in general. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I mean, I hope that you know who you're voting for Biden. Um, <laughs> I post, I posted that joke on Twitter and it wasn't appreciated. It wasn't appreciated. Oh, so I had, I had to echo it here. Right. But, um, can we talk about the, how they, like, I listen, y'all will reel me back in, but like, I love the kids. I love the Gen Z's. I love the zoomers, but I feel like a lot of them are so on this, like, yeah, both of them suck and bite it. And I was like, I know, but you have to vote for one. Like, it's like just children, the, you do not you get everything all the time. It's mm-hmm. just That's how what you it need is. to learn. Like, you have to learn that. Like, you're going to have to swallow that. I certainly hope that we have better options in the future. All of these things. However, like, mm-hmm. no one is enthusiastically voting for anyone. We are just li- like, we're just trying to stop the bleeding. Like, yeah. honestly, like, and they're like, no, let's just blow this shit up now. And it's like, Mm -hmm. you know like let's honestly just stabilize too like i i actually don't i don't want to agree i'm I'm fine it's it's like you gotta you know the battle versus the war you know Mm -hmm. um the election is the battle and the war is everything that will come of it that will hopefully um you know not completely ream you know our our communities later on and so really i think that that's what people need to be thinking about is you know long term like yes this this particular uh election not the best options however like do you want it's kind of like this it's like when you order food would you rather you go to okay you order food say you get a burger would you rather have onions on your burger when you didn't want onions on your burger you said no onions or would you rather get a fish taco it's like you can this is kind of sort of what you want kind of or this is not nothing at all of what you ordered at all right which one you know and over time we'll pick the onions off right (laughs) That's actually yeah, that is the analogy we are for the Zoomers. <laughs> right there. Like, we'll pick the onions off, and I want we'll them just to pick keep the onions the off. It's fine. Energy and enthusiasm and the ideas that they have, but I'm just like you're putting too much on. And like I guess what we also get being older millennials is like, like just use this energy for the other things or to propel us during these times mm-hmm. to make sure we hold them accountable because they are, while Biden and Harris are, you know, whatever they have their their you know, negatives or whatever, like, yeah, we could at least talk to them about things. Like, I think we could push them to things where it's like, you know, nah, we can't with the same guy. And like, Mm -hmm. look what's happened. We Mm -hmm. might not even have any. Yeah. Like we might not have a burger if, you know, or just even a taco at all or a restaurant. It'll it'll just be the bag. No food. No food at all. (laughs) Going down the street, tumbling after everybody's touched it already. Yeah. Yeah. Like also like, oh, go ahead. No, you go. You're on the train. No, you go. Okay. This I was just going to say, like, keep this energy for local and state as well. Yes. You know, yes. it's like, I understand, yeah. you know, yes, the election is important, but there's also so many other um, events and opportunities to improve the government overall with like, st- 
with local and state elections as well. And I feel like those don't get as much um, publicity. I think that's targeted, obviously. Um, But yeah, keep that energy for all all the elections Mm -hmm. and not just the big one. Like, yes, I get it. Here for it. I'm telling people to vote every day. Um, But yeah, state and local is also important. Super important. That's it. That's the message. All right. We're going to move off to our bad queer section. What type of bad queers would we be if we didn't have unpopular queer opinions? So this is our section where we basically state anything that is just not popular to the masses or that we just think are great. So Mm -hmm. we're going to go ahead. Chris, I will let uh, you start first. Okay. Uh, Well, I think we should just lean into having a queer agenda. You know, I know we've been fighting that uh, gay agenda thing and you see it on social media all the time and in comments and everything is, oh, they're gay agenda, all this other stuff. Um, However, you know what? No, I think we should, we should lean into it. Like we shouldn't let them define what our, our agenda is, which has been that gay agenda, like pervert shit, or we're going to take your children and bathrooms up and whatever irrational fears that they've turned into policy against us. I feel like we should have our own agenda. Now, I think we do have a problem with wording. I don't think it should be gay agenda for obvious reasons. I think it should be a little bit more encompassing with queer. But um, white Christians, black Christians, conservatives, liberals, uh, and so on have an agenda. Everybody has an agenda and all that. And I think for us being the most diverse uh, community, one of the most diverse community of folks uh, that have oppressions that they've had to deal with and intersectionality, like we should lean into a queer agenda. Like we shouldn't really run away from that. Like I don't think there's anything like we know our hearts and all that. And I think every time I used to be so triggered by seeing gay agenda because I would just think it's so dumb. Because first off, none of us have been like passed out what the gay agenda is. Uh, mm. It's very different across the board and everything. So, but I think for some things, and because again we have so many different groups within our community, and we're pretty smart and creative and all these things and best dressers. I just think that we need our own agenda. Like, I think we can lean into this queer agenda thing. Like, it's not, I don't think we should run away from that anymore. Like, yeah, we do. We do. It's like human rights is uh, the big one, but also probably housing and UBI and all these things that we could take and say, this affects our community more than other communities. So, yeah, I'm with that. I, I think we should lean into that. I'm on board with everything. Yeah. You sold me. I'm here for it. <laughs> you think so? Like, I just think yeah. we should. Like, I'm just like, you know, their agendas are lame. So, you know, <laughs> like, it's just fucking lame. So, I mean, yeah, you bought me into it. Like, yeah. sign me up. What Listen. chapter do I need to write? Uh, Type I thing. Don't know. You know, we're going to talk <laughs> colors, branding, all that. You know, <laughs> conventions would be, God knows where our conventions would be. Very great, though. But, uh, yeah. They would know? be fabulous. It would be awesome. Can you imagine? Like the, just this like underground. I just think of it as like this underground book, yeah. That only <laughs> the queers can like away. see, and it's like invisible right. if you're not. Queer. That can <laughs> always be like the test, you know. <laughs> that's what they think. And that's the only like, way that you can <laughs> see it. You know the book from Hocus Pocus, like that. Yes, book just comes flying in at twelve. Mm. Once you know, like it knows you're queer. It's like, oh shit. You know, it's gotta like, let you know what they think. It but, would make yeah. life so much easier too, because then it's just like, can you see the book or not? Yeah, and just go yeah. from. Go from I there. like it. I like it. I'm on board. Yes, this is it. Great. Great one. Um, my bad queer opinion comes from. So, Jade, to give you some context, Chris and I were talking last week and this came up when we were doing one of our live recordings. And I felt that I needed to 
expound upon Mm it was basically, I think that taking a break in a relationship is not a real thing. And Hmm. it does nothing. I think it's bullshit. I think you're either going to be together and figure it out or you're going to break up. And that's about it. Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) How many people have come back from breaks in your life that have said, yes, this worked. It was wonderful for us. Amazing. And that's the research right there, folks. That's it. That's it. It doesn't. Like, that is just you politely being on your way out when you're like, I just feel like we need to take a break. We shouldn't talk this, especially for the couples that, like, don't figure out whether or not while they're on break, if they can see other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, that's the whole thing, because then it's just proving that your communication is shitty and that's not going to work. Like, that is just your a break is your slippery slope to being out. And you might as well just go ahead and get out and own it yourself because they're not real. And I feel like especially with just like really basic ass couples do this all the time. And I'm just like, why? Why? It's the same with divorce where they're like, oh, you have to like take this year to figure out if you still love each other or not. And it's like, why? Just let you don't know. Like, <laughs> you know. Like you haven't seen all the shit that they've done. Yeah, exactly. And I'm just like, why are you making them continue to do this so that you don't have to do as much work with all of this? Like that's mm-hmm. that's what you get. It's like you let us as LGBTQ plus folks fight for all of these rights to get married. And now you're going to be like, no, you got to wait a year to get divorced and do this when heterosexual couples have been able to do this of all time. Like, just let it be. Let us let it go. Breaks are not real. They're just made up. I don't know who came up with that. I don't know if Kit Kat bars had something to do with it. Like, (laughs) I don't know, but it's not real. (laughs) And I disagree with it. That's it. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. I think if you're taking a break or if you're trying to take a break, you are either just really annoyed by them or you don't love them. But you just don't have the the courage to say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just not a high amount of people that have come back. Like the only examples I could think of were people who had like break babies on them, which I would I would have gone back for. But you know, you know, more power to them. They're still rolling and all that. And I was like, mm, there's probably not not a lot of people out there that's surviving after a break. Like it is kind mm-hmm. of like you know, yeah, we did break up pretty much. I have a friend who had a break baby, and uh, with a guy. And then, but the dad just, well, the, the guy who provided the sperm, um, kind of just left out of it, left into the abyss. It was like infinity war or what's it called? The yeah, end game where they just kind yep. of, yeah. <laughs> um, and so then she got back with her girlfriend that she had before him and now they have this whole baby and they just have this like family. And I think they just like got engaged or something. So it's like, it kind of worked out in a way. Maybe it only works with the baby because it was like what uh, the Gabrielle break baby Union and <laughs> Ludacris did one, and maybe that the break baby brings them closer together. Like you have maybe. to see somebody get someone pregnant to just feel closer to them. You know, like that's yeah. what you needed in the relationship with like a sprinkling of, you know, babies don't fix all the problems. Yeah, no, break, no. break babies, babies. Maybe. Break break sucks. but it's like yep, those but break, break babies, babies are great. Break, break babies. babies. Fight. Are a different thing. <laughs> when you try to purposely do it, but break babies, yes. <laughs> so, imagine being a counselor being like, have you guys tried to have a break baby? <laughs> well, then don't. Um, like, you can't plan for the break baby. The break baby is unexpected. you gotta leave the room. I just want to talk <laughs> right. to Andrew real quick. Just one-on-one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what am I... I have two. After yes. listening to Shana, after listening to yours. So my first one, going off of yours, is that... I don't think living together is a thing that you have to do. I don't think like, I understand why I'm doing it now. Um, Like I get it. 
However, I don't think that your love or your commitment should be measured by how how harmonious your home is. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. Because I'm one of those people, like when people are like, oh my God, I went this many days without talking to my mom or this many days without talking to my friend or this many days without, well, you know, apparently there are people that don't go any days without talking to their partners, which is, I mean, I get that too, but I'm just saying if we didn't talk for a day, I'm not going to (laughs) die, you know? And then also just because we live separately doesn't mean that we're not going to see each other or that I don't want to see you. Mm -hmm. I think that what it does is it just, gives you the opportunity to miss them and to see them when you want. Because I feel like, you know, in a way, okay, I'm not equating this to prison necessarily. That's, this is, that sounds horrible. <laughs> I like that this is like the pre. The pre- <laughs> right. so you like, can literally see the U-Haul boxes because we just moved in together. <laughs> um, but I was literally just thinking about this. But like, I don't think that it's, I don't think that that's, that it's a requisite. Like, I don't think um, that you two living in separate homes, say, or just separate apartments, whatever, has any significant takes a significant toll in a relationship basically Uh that's just what i think um i'm also a person i'm like lone star out here by myself all the time so and i enjoy it so that's just me but yeah i don't think that necessarily you need to be with someone in a physical space to like show you love them. Like, I don't understand yeah. where that logic comes from. I think that what it came from was a cheap ass bitch came up with that, <laughs> came up with that rule and was like, no, this is, this is definitely a thing that we need to do to show that we love each other. You know, when really it's just like, you just didn't want to pay the rent by yourself. Like that's, that's really, really what it was. Yeah. So that's my first one. Um, my second one is that drag brunches aren't fun. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I've been to a few and very, I've been to a few and usually you can't fully hear what the drag drag queens are saying mm-hmm. because the microphone quality isn't great. Never. The food is never really that great. Wherever mm-hmm. a drag brunch is, everything is overpriced because you're surrounded by a bunch of drag drag queens and then white gays, most mm-hmm. likely. And number four, the line is always out the wazoo because everyone in their bachelorette party wants to go to a GD drag brunch. I just don't think it's worth the hype. Now, I've never been to a drag brunch led by <laughs> black drag queens. Maybe okay. I would feel differently or just like really any non-white mm-hmm. drag queen. And maybe I would feel differently if that were to happen. But normally I just kind of, it's kind of like church where you sit there and it's a lot of noise. It's not directed at you necessarily, but it feels like everything is just kind of coming at your hot. Um, <laughs> and then it's just like all the other interactions that kind of happen around you are just like, I don't need this. This doesn't necessarily amplify or improve my experience or my time here. Um, so yeah, I, I just don't think drag brunches are fun. And then also uh, mimosa drunk is only fun while you're there. As soon as you leave mimosa drunk sucks. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mimosa drunk is only fun when you're at the table with your friends and you have at least a little bit of hash browns left that mm-hmm. you can kind of like snack on, you know, as, as the day progresses by the time 2 p.m. rolls around. But as soon as you leave, either your mimosa drunk wears off or you just kind of get a little sick and it's just not that fun anymore. Mm-hmm. That's really a drag of just brunch in general, but which honestly, I guess could also be another popular opinion. I'm just not a big fan of a uh, mimosas specifically mm. you know the ones that you have during brunch it's not my first choice that's all i'm so i'm gonna say but yeah those are my unpopular i just bad queer so opinions i know it was like, so much what what uh drink do you prefer uh for brunch if you had a adult beverage i prefer a bellini okay yeah i like a bellini i also like when um they do like a jazzy kind of mimosa. Like if mm-hmm. it's just straight up champagne and orange juice where you pay $10 for a carafe, mm-hmm. it's trash. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. let's, let's okay. be honest. You're here. Like I could have done this at home. That's oh. barefoot made by someone's barefoot. Yeah. <laughs> like sitting so wow. on the table, you know? Like it was cool when you first turned 21 and went to a, a bottomless mimosa brunch. But yeah. Guess, but then you yeah, go to the ones that make those like classy flavors. Of yeah. It. You're just like, right. yes, I can't do this You're at like, home. Wow. This mm-hmm. is great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I had like for my birthday, I had like a raspberry champagne Ooh. type of situation. It was delicious. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, and I was like thoroughly tipsy because I, I guess that's another thing just with age. I don't, it doesn't take much for me no. to get drunk anymore. It mm-hmm. really doesn't. And so I don't need a whole carafe. I don't need a bucket full of mimosa uh Mm. so it's for me to have a good time and to hang loose um but if i was trying to have that kind of time i wouldn't choose that specific type of mimosa okay no that's that is interesting and i think it's honestly something we all need to hear and Mm -hmm. marinate on because Mm -hmm. maybe we should all be upgrading our mimosas and everything like that's important it is we can let the restaurants know now they have plenty of time to prepare i mean honestly that sounded like a segue into like a champagne sponsor. I know. That would have been the smoothest, <laughs> smoothest sponsorship we could ever get. We're gonna let them know and be like, look, this was you see that opportunity? Mm-hmm. We set that up. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's important. That is wow, that's interesting. I, I feel know, like especially with your love of brunch, this is like a I whole know, new, because I feel like called out, twist. but also like, you know, like like I can do fire, I guess. I um, enjoy brunch. I yeah. do. I just it has to be an elevated. That's what I mean. Yeah. Experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It can't mm-hmm. be just like you only get can choose five to six things on the menu because yeah. that's and that's, that's it. Always sucks. And then you have these basic ass mimosas. Like no, like if if you bring my mimosa in a juice cup, mm-hmm. no. If you if you if you have jazzy mimosas or just jazzy drinks and it comes in a flute, okay, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm gonna it. drink like an adult, like I am. Yeah, mm-hmm. DC is good. For, DC is good for a good brunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that a is good a fact. brunch town. It's a good brunch town. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, All right. I hate I like that our those. time is coming to an end, but of course we would never leave you without giving a shout out to our favorites. Um, so my shout out this week is uh, to my new favorite show, Lovecraft Country. So Shit good. is black excellence at its finest and the only show that like actually allows me to watch gore and creepy stuff. But then like history and Jim Crow laws and all of this, like all in one. It's like when What's people it called? Dust, it's called Lovecraft Country. Have you not watched it? 
No. Oh, oh. Jade. Jade. Oh, you are. Oh. You are going to appreciate. <laughs> you are going to appreciate. On HBO. Uh, on HBO. Mm-hmm. We got you. It is all. It's based off of the book called Lovecraft Country. And it's brought in. It's basically a mix of like 1950s, like Jim Crow laws mixed in with like horror kind of. Mm-hmm. That's, and it tells I'm... all these different stories and stuff. It is done impeccably well. Janice Mallette is in it. Um, what's his face that did the last black man in San Francisco? He's Jonathan the lead. Majors. Yes, like mm. black excellence all throughout the film. Nice so, episodes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. When you first said the epi- when you first said the name, it sounded like a like a DIY YouTube channel. Doesn't it? it does. <laughs> Not at all what I thought you were gonna say. Yeah, no, it's really good. It's really good. I did buy the book, the Audible book, because I was like, mm-hmm. I gotta listen to how this goes. But it's like it reminds me of it's like a Black X Files in a way, but it is with in Jim Crow. So it's like real monsters, mm-hmm. and then you know whatever these other so monsters much are. symbolism, it's so much symbolism. In there. Oh my god, yeah. Whew. Nice. that's a good show. Mm-hmm. On to more shows. I'm shouting out P Valley on Stars for wrapping up a deliciously good first season, um, and specifically Katori Hall and Patrick Ian Polk. Um, Polk was a part of uh, Noah's Ark. Um, this show kind of came out of nowhere. I knew when I saw the promo for it, it was like going to be a stripper drama series, and I was like, okay, what are they going to do with this? Not sure, <laughs> you know, because I was like, okay, this could be this could be uh, go one of two ways, obviously, but. It's one of the best series of the summer. I'm just going to say it. Like, it's really good. Um, the writing on it, the acting. Uh, I want to love, like, Uncle Clifford and Little Murda. I want y'all to see that so y'all know what <laughs> Those names. Talking here. It's, it's a beautiful story. A <laughs> story we, we all need. Uh, I wanted to start a GoFundMe for The Pink, which is their uh, strip club that they throughout the season tried to keep open oh, um, Janelle but it's proud just of that. such a good show it's really good and yeah please well both of you check that out and yeah i will listening but um they did wrap up season one so you can binge it it's like only eight episodes on stars but p valley is so good nice so, yeah. i think one of my friends would put on their stories so actually let me like this these notes yeah <laughs> no, with some action items off one. of this interview i feel like yeah. brandy during the verses with her yeah. damn journal <laughs> All right. So she could check what she couldn't talk about. Yeah. Okay. She's <laughs> <laughs> crossing off the poems as she's like, yep, got that one. She's like, throughout this shade, thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the thing I want to shout out is actually a company uh, called Atomic Gold. I just heard about them last week from, I was watching a YouTube video and I don't remember the name of, of who I was watching, but um they're a queer owned jewelry company like a fine jewelry company mm-hmm. uh and so they like cut out the middleman and it's like a very inclusive like they don't photoshop the um the photos like on the website they have people of multiple density when it comes to fingers because i have very like scrawny like almost bony kind of fingers and so i don't feel confident buying jewelry but when i go on the website i see f- representation and so it's nice. Uh, I also see like thicker fingers and stuff. So yeah, I would love to work with them. I haven't yet. I would like to though, putting it out in the universe. Yep. And so, yeah, if you're I into that wasn't jewelry. Funny, but my God, the density of your fingers. Now I'm just, now I'm going to be like, <laughs> yeah, your density. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Do I feel like become like the new hair thickness? <laughs> yeah. Instead of like 4C, you're going to look at your fingers and yeah. be like, all right, like I'm a 1D in yeah, terms of density. <laughs> this is brittle. 
Yeah. Brittle, <laughs> a little bit dry at the moment. Yeah. But yeah, Atomic Gold. Yeah. yeah, I love Atomic Gold. I follow their page and stuff and they are just, their stuff is just so good. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. have like all the, I love like more dainty jewelry, like not jewelry that's like super chunky or heavy because my mm-hmm. wrists are so small or just my, my limbs in general are just small. And so like, I just like the thinner stuff and that's literally all they make, which is amazing. So yeah, check them out. Nice. Okay. All right. Wrote that one down. Right. <laughs> Everybody's got notes Blue today. Blueberry list and atomic gold. <laughs> See? <laughs> See? Shopping list. Shopping list yeah. of the week. Yeah. You're going to look so different the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of we'll send you screenshots. Be like, shaking. here's what it is. Yeah. A lot of curl shaking. For sure. All right. Well, Jade, thank you so much for coming on to Bad Queers. We really appreciate it. And this was a blast. Oh yeah, on. it was so fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for um, being on the show and everything that you're doing. I did want to. Can you actually shout out what you're doing with Hill Fox Agency before we go? Because I thought that was really cool. Yes. So that has morphed, but um, Hill Fox Agency it's a consulting firm uh, ran by myself. So basically, if you are a brand and you don't know how to talk to gay people or black people or both. Um, hire me and I will help you create the messaging that is inclusive and, you know, not wildly racist. Um, so that's that. And then it's also becoming a t-shirt shop. Mm-hmm. I had a merch line that was like more specific to my channel, but I've taken that down and we're now expanding on it and making it a more just like inclusive merch shop, not necessarily specific to my channel or a t-shirt shop. And so I'm in that is in the process of talking to designers right now and getting things printed and stuff. And so Hill Fox agency, it's a one-stop shop. Uh, I'm actually like working on the site and all that right now as well. Yes. Yes. We'll get a friend everything that uh you're working on and where to find you and subscribe and to purchase your shirt i got my black introvert shirt from you which is awesome uh, but yeah just want to thank you for joining and um yeah just being out here as a voice and all that because again it's it's important for representation for all of us and just hearing different perspectives so i know this is the the nice way of saying like th- just thank you for being you Thank you for being black. Yeah, thank you for being black. Thanks for having me. This was <laughs> yeah. fun. This was like it was nice to do a a podcast or an interview or a, any type of entertainment piece where I don't have to coddle the feelings of white people. It's nice. Nope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very stress free. It's a lot more fun when you don't have to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. All right. Well, like, all right, y'all. We'll see you next week. Take care. This podcast was brought to you by the Her app, the largest LGBTQ plus dating and community app for women, trans and non-binary folks. Be sure to download the app in the Apple Store or Google Play Store. Shout out to Sienna Liggins for our amazing soundtrack and Cesar for making us sound like we know what we're doing. Can we talk about things? I'm so sorry that I'm coming.